Hello and welcome to Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. I am Elvis, your host, and I'm here to let you know that this is a not-safe-for-work podcast. We are teachers at the end of the week and really the end of our ropes, and we'd like to be able to talk honestly and openly about education without having to worry about losing our jobs. We'll be using pseudonyms throughout the podcast. I'd like to start by giving a shout-out to some very special people out there, and those very special people are our patrons! That's right, Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast has a patron on Patreon. So if you would like to support us... Instead of having to listen to ads, you can just sign up for Patreons. It's five—it's <laughs> about five dollars a month—and listen to some of these awesome names of people who belong. We have our newest member, Kaylee, eccentric ESLO lady, Terry J, Justin M, Tracy B, Miss Wonderstats, Quentin P, Ekabex, Mistress Mischief, Natasha S, Miss Anthropy, Princess Buttercup, Dragon Lady, Kelsey, Helena C, Aaron B, Stephanie S, Texas Teacher Kristen, Miss Sunshine, James Nally J, Jody D, Samantha D, Lisa C, Rachel, Jin Genie. Austin Band Director, Kimberly K, Jessica A, Swiffle Ev Owners, Amanda F, Ariana L, Physics Runner, Steph, Michael M, William P, Aldrich T, La Scorpionita, Britt M, Therese H, Biker Teach, Marcia M, Christina B, Jason F, Abby B, Sarah B, Regina N, Josie S, Sam B, Mary E, Jamie B, Kristen W, Vanessa J, Mary C, RJR, Kristen C, Johanna H, Irma A, Nimi, and Sarah M. Thank you guys so much for being part of it. I love each and every one of you. Now I'd also like to say if you would like to help support us more you can reach out and you can go to ludlamdramatics.com l-u-d-l-a-m that's right if you are a theater teacher or no one in your building or you're being forced to do like a play after school because you know admin sucks well go to ludlamdramatics and get all kinds of resources that can help you out and just help spread the word about this awesome little company All right, folks, I'm actually taking the next few weeks off of the podcast, and some of our hosts have stepped up to take over, and this week we have a two-part episode with Miss Bunny, Wayne Kerr, and a librarian who you'll get to know very well. Um, We had a few technical editing things where um, we lost, like, the first... 40 seconds of the podcast, so we don't have a great intro, but just know that Bunny is here, she is amazing, and Wayne is here, and you will get to meet someone else. So I'll catch you guys on the other side, and I love you, and thank you guys for supporting the podcast. Cheers! Jingle balls. Jingle balls. Anyway, (laughs) uh, (laughs) Wayne, how's it going tonight? It's going, I mean, I just survived my first day back after spring break so yeah i i you know i feel that deeply i Um, think everybody does yes uh yeah we'll we'll get into that more in just a second um i want to also introduce a a very special guest tonight uh this is my we have on the show for the first time ms arwin everdeen who is a librarian yes and uh I am delighted to pick her brain about some of the bullshit uh, book censoring issues that have come up of oh. late. Oh, I have lots so, to say on that subject. <laughs> I am sure you do. So, uh, yeah, and uh, Miss Everdeen is also the mother of school age children and married to a teacher. So she is That's correct. Uh, very familiar with our world here. So, uh, did your did your kiddos go back to school today? Did they go back? They did not. They actually are going back tomorrow. So we had one more day, Lucky which was that. great. I'm like, can you just take them back? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that was a, a common sentiment for a lot of parents based on yeah. what I was seeing on my Facebook feed. Yes. Um, what about you, Wayne? You said your first day back was all right? It was all right. You know, it's that whole, like, tired at the end of the day after not teaching for so long that I'm like, oh. Mm-hmm. So I even yeah. have the... It's the tired voice throat thing, too, because you have oh, yeah. at least I don't talk that much when I'm on breaks, so you know. But um, I actually had a couple of kids that were excited to be back. But oh, I'll just go That's ahead nice. and say that there's something wrong with them, too. So. <laughs> My squirrels were actually a little subdued today, most of them. It's cold and cloudy and cold and cloudy and also I think a lot of them because I also am guilty of this because my brain is also still 12 years old apparently um I get into the bad habit over breaks of staying up late at night mm-hmm. and then not wanting to get up in the morning so I think everybody was a little bit uh, you know about yeah Mm-hmm. <laughs> having to get up so i definitely had at least two kids fall asleep in class today probably be back on their nonsense tomorrow <laughs> yeah. we all wanted to fall asleep today i that, wait, that wait, is not didn't? that is not false that is not a lie we definitely took it easy in in my classes today you know, we're just kind of easing back into it and also i don't know about y'all but i am now officially at the point of looking at the calendar going okay nine weeks left Oh, yeah. I, I do that, except the problem for me is that I work at a public library, so when they get out of school, my busy season starts, and I'm going to be slammed <laughs> yeah, all summer. Because well, you get all of the children that we finally got rid of yes, showing yes. up at the library for stuff. But, and and so I mean, what, I love what it. What is that like? It's like wild. Are the ones that come to the library programs generally a little better behaved, or do you still uh, see all the same nonsense that... Mr. Everdeen talks about. Yeah, yeah, you get you get some nonsense. You definitely get some nonsense. We've got some teens right now who are causing some trouble and uh, are about to get themselves banned from the library, if you can believe that, which it takes a lot. It really takes a lot. Wow, um, like what, yeah. what even Just, does one do to get banned from a library? <laughs> well, most of them are highly inappropriate I behaviors. I was about to say, do I really um, have to explain that? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I've seen some things. My, my uh, sheltered yeah. upbringing is showing again, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, usually it's um, some type of inappropriate behavior, looking at inappropriate things on the on the internet, which these kids haven't been doing, but, you know, inappropriate language, inappropriate noises in the bathroom, Lord. just, you know... Just general teenager nonsense and yeah. tween teenager nonsense. So yeah, I don't know. Most of the kids are pretty good. It's really not. It's it's just a handful for the most part. Since we do have the pleasure of having a librarian on, I do want to ask about trends that you are hearing about in the public library sphere. And what you think the future is for some of the things that might be coming down the pipeline. One story Mm. that I actually heard on the radio just this morning is that there is a university in Vermont, I want to say, that is talking about getting rid of most of their paper copy collection, hard copy collection, and going to like 90% digital. 
Yes, Have Texas you, A&M was talking about doing that too. Really? That's a, uh-huh. that's a big one because this yes. is a small school and, in Vermont. Yeah, yeah. All all of us Aggies were a little ticked off about that. There was that was a while ago that I heard that that they were talking about shutting all the libraries down and just going mostly are, digital. What are your thoughts on that? That's insane to me. I just I I, I think oh, I have so many thoughts. How to organize them in my brain? Um, I, I think it's ridiculous. You you can't get rid of the print books. You just can't. And I know that there are a lot of people who think libraries are dead or they're dying and, oh, nobody goes anymore. Nobody reads books anymore. And it's just not true. And besides the fact that a library is not just a place to go to get books, you know, there's so many other things that you get out of being in an actual physical building. And, And the fact that they're talking about closing those down. And I mean... Yes, digital materials are easier to access. You can access them from your dorm room or whatever, but the camaraderie that you get being in the library and the access to, you know, different types of equipment that you don't necessarily have in your dorm room, just things like that. It's just insane to me that that people think libraries don't need to be around anymore. The ability to hold on to the dirty magazine. Oh, sorry. <laughs> And there it is. <laughs> there it is. Another point that I heard, uh, again, on the, the thing that I heard this morning on the radio was also about, and I hadn't thought of this, the accessibility a- aspect of it. Oh, yeah. Like, yes, for sure. yes, for visually impaired people, there are audiobooks, but not being able to access things in Braille or large print, like Mm -hmm. some people prefer to read at their own pace instead of listening to somebody else. Or those of us with (laughs) those of us with the ADHD that do better having a thing physically in our hands rather than looking on a screen. Like, so yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, academic libraries are, are a different, different breed really. And I don't know as much about how they run, but as far as the public library goes, it's, I mean, they're really one of the last places you can go and you can just hang out and you're not expected to buy anything. You're not expected to do anything. I mean, you can just go and hang out. You can read a book or you can get on a computer or you can just have a, a meetup with friends. I mean, it's just, it's for everyone. And there are so many people who just need that. We have so many patrons who come in, especially older patrons, who don't have anybody to talk to ever. They come in and they chat with the library staff. That's how they get their socialization. And it's just, I can't imagine that not being an option for people. Books or no books. Like the the building itself is so important. That's a really good point. For myself, I, I take the foo-foo up to the library sometimes on, you know, holidays or weekends or whatever, summer last year. And... We go and we look at books and we go visit Miss Arlen and we like, it's definitely a social like outing thing for for her and for us. So yeah, the social aspect as well. That's that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, and then we've got, you know, we have programs for babies and toddlers and it's not just about literacy. It is a lot about that. And there are a lot of focuses on the literacy part of it, but it's also about, especially these poor little COVID babies who 
didn't get to be around other kids all their toddler years. And now suddenly they don't know how to share and they don't know how to be around other kids. And that's another thing that we provide, you know, for those moms who don't necessarily have the the great big village of people. They come to the library, they bring their kids and they help them learn how to be around other people. That is the village. Yeah, for sure. Man, this got really serious. It did. Well, what about, say what something. About, <laughs> I, I was going to interject a couple of things, but I was like, uh, they're being serious <laughs> now. Probably not the good time to mention, oh, you don't have to pay for anything? Then why do they tell me <laughs> I can't have anything without paying those late fees? I mean, it's only 172 Oh, man. <laughs> we don't have late fees in my library, so. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Maybe I should go to yours then. You should. <laughs> it's way cooler. There's a lot of places that are doing away with that now, though, because it, I mean, that's just another barrier for people, and it's another reason people don't want to come back. Oh, no, I didn't turn that book in. I have late fees. I'm not going to ever go back because I can't pay them, or I don't want to pay them, or I'm embarrassed to pay them. Or yeah. I just refuse to bring that back that one yeah. book. Um, exactly. Not that I ever have done that twice. Oh, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would also Sometimes point out purpose. that there is a... Uh, the library that Miss uh, Miss Arwen works at is that has an outdoor like drive-by book drop, so nobody has to see you return That's that right. book, Wayne. You could go under cover of darkness. That's right, well, and, and then it gets wiped anyway. off your account. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> there you, you go. go under the cover of darkness. They're all picture books. <laughs> They're all picture books. <laughs> <laughs> Let me bring up a possibly second uh, emotionally charged subject about library things. Oh, you, yeah, y'all know where this is going. Yeah. You know where this is going. Um, oh, talk, talk to me about what you are seeing in the public sphere, because as teachers, like every school district, every state is kind of, I know, doing its own thing. What are you seeing from a public library standpoint as far as some of the book censorship bullshit that has been occurring currently as far as i'm aware which i do think i would be aware if there were any challenges going on at our branch currently there is nothing happening right now where i am working now that doesn't mean there's not things happening other places but i haven't heard of anything specific in the area as far as public libraries go that being said, I'm pretty sure it's coming. Um, so we have kind of been prepping ourselves for, you know, what are what are our responses going to be when somebody comes in and wants to challenge some of the materials that we have? What what makes me really sad about the whole situation is it's very much affecting the way we purchase things. And it's not because we don't want to have those types of books in the library, because we do. But because we know we're in that situation where potentially somebody could walk in at any point and start pulling things, we think twice when we are making our purchases. We'll look at something and go, uh, maybe we'll wait a few months before we take before we pick that one up. And it's frustrating because we're essentially censoring ourselves. And I don't like it. I don't like it at all but I also want to keep my job. And it's that really fine line between 
us knowing what the right thing to do is and wanting to make sure that we still have a paycheck. It's it's tough. It's very frustrating. And I, I, I think we will get ours sooner rather than later. It just hasn't happened yet. I, I know, I know it's going to happen. I didn't expect it to happen so soon as I'm just kind of getting started. But I, I think that the majority of us are all on the same page as far as how we want to respond to it. And we don't want to just roll over and give in. But at the same time, we're like, if we can delay this for a couple of months and somebody's already come in and looked around and seen, oh, I don't, I don't have anything that I really want to cause a fuss about, then we can sneak something in later. Like you have to have a master's degree for that shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is, we you're not just had, someone that walked in off the streets. We've got training. <laughs> we learn how yeah. to do all of these things. And we also have policies. We have policies in yeah, place. Nice. And I know, I don't know. I know. Can you believe it? God. But like, we have very specific policies that we follow when we make purchases and we don't just buy whatever we want. It's, it, that's not how it works. I mean, sometimes we do get to buy whatever we want, but it has to fall under the criteria that we use for purchasing. So we're not ever just going to buy something just because we want it. There's got to be professional reviews and there's got to be all these other criteria that it falls under. So if we're purchasing something, it means it's met all of these criteria in our policy. And I, I don't know as much, like I said, about the school libraries, but I assume it's similar. I'm sure they have policies. And they have criteria that they follow to make purchase make purchases. They're not just buying whatever they want. So, and I would think it would be like in a school setting, even possibly more narrow because, or at an elementary school, yeah, it's a very say. defined, <laughs> very defined yes. age range. Yes, for of sure. What even readability level, like content aside, yeah. you know, the readability and things. Miss Arwen Everdeen, uh, teachers and librarians are allies, I feel, in the desire to educate the children and promote literacy. And in general, our goals probably align. Uh, What can teachers do either like at school or even just as citizens? What can we do to support our public libraries and help y'all advocate for um, like what can we do that would be helpful as a, as a support and a voice for y'all? Oh gosh. Um, well, as far as public libraries go, I can tell you, number one, if there is a book that you think the library should have and we don't have it, request it. Almost all public libraries, I would imagine, have some type of system for taking patron requests or suggestions the more often they get a suggestion, the more likely it is they're going to look at it and potentially purchase it. Um, second, if you hear of books that are being challenged or potentially being challenged, go to the public library and if the library has them, check them out. Check them out, even if you don't read them, preferably read them, but check it out for a couple of weeks, return it, get a friend to go check it out. The more it gets checked out, the more likely it is to stick around. If they see that there's a book on the shelf that hasn't been checked out in two years, then it's probably going to get pulled. 
whether it's a good book or not. So the more they get checked out, the better. Want to read? Let's uh, let's talk book recommendations because you work in the uh, children's and young adult section mm-hmm. of our local library. Mm-hmm. So um, what about for elementary age kids? What are some, and I'm putting this in giant air quotes, controversial <laughs> books oh, gosh. that you oh, think man. are actually like, were, like, no, really have your kid read that? We just got one. And it's by Tyler Merritt. I think you might be familiar with him. I love Tyler Merritt. Yeah, he's amazing. I absolutely love him. Um, And it's a picture book, and it's called A Door Made for Me. And it's about his experience as a child. He went to visit his grandparents. I believe it was like upstate New York. And it was the first time that he really experienced racism, like just in his face. And it's a really, the, the illustrations are gorgeous, first of all. And it's just a really sweet story about, I know it doesn't make sense that it's sweet, but his the way his grandfather handles the situation after, you know, this woman says that little black boy can't come in my house. Um, it, it's, I really like his grandfather's response and the way he talks to him about it and the way he kind of helps him see the good things that he has available to him. So I, I don't know. I, that's a new one that we got, and I really, really like that one. And it is in your face. I mean, it is very clear what the issue is. Mm-hmm. But I, I just love the way his family responds to it, and I think that's definitely a good one. Good to know. And, and that one is, uh, can you give us the title and author again there? It's A Door Made for Me, and it's Tyler Merritt is the author. And if you don't know who Tyler Merritt is, you should go find him. Tyler Merritt Project, he's amazing. What about for like middle grades and up? What are some Oof. titles that are like can't miss? Middle grade is rough. I They're mean, so you, you said the hate you give. Is that more one that would be suited more yeah. toward high school or? Yeah, that's more a young adult. And I just read a book called Cemetery Boys. And now I'm not going to be able to remember the author's name off the top of my head. I'll find it. Um, Cemetery Boys is a young adult and it's about a trans boy um, and he is a member of a Brujex family so Brujos and Brujas and that's very gender specific as -hmm. far as Brujos have this job and Brujas have this job and he's a trans boy so where does he fit you know and it's a little bit creepy, a little bit love story, a little bit kind of coming of age. And it I just absolutely loved it. I tore through it so quickly because it's just such a great story. That's um Adrian uh sorry, Aiden Thomas is yes, the author on that one. That's Aiden, Aiden Thomas, Thomas Cemetery Boys. That's a really great one. And I just recently read it. I and mean, I think that one's a few years old. And I just came across it because it was one that came up on a list of potential books being challenged so I needed to read it uh okay and then uh high school obviously you said the hate you give yeah another one that I like for high school age is um oh Felix Ever After and that is 
Hasten Calendar, I believe is the author. Felix and Ever After. Felix Ever After. And it's been a while yes. since I've read that one, but I really enjoyed that one. That's another one. That one's definitely a little bit more late late teens, older high school, I would say. Um, but definitely just a great story with LGBTQ characters and really feels true to life how they experience the world. And it, I really enjoyed that one too. Also a little bit love story. There's some sad moments. That's a good one. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing your librarian thoughts with us and the book recommendations for sure. Uh, Wayne, anything else you want to? I'm good on that one. So I mean, I already made all the dirty jokes I could out of that. So. <laughs> well, don't limit yourself. I believe in you. You oh, can come up with more. I know I could, but like I was thinking <laughs> that this was supposed to more, you know, a little bit more serious as opposed to really um, you're going to ban someone from having the perfect opportunity to go in and watch porn from a library computer. I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm telling you, it has happened while I was there. Okay. <laughs> I did not see it. Oh, well. <laughs> However. Is yeah, how, that does, certain... how does that even go? Like, did somebody come I, up to you and go, uh, I, ma'am? Oh, God, uh, yes, no. No, not me. Thankfully, <laughs> I didn't have to deal with it. But no, somebody, I think somebody did come up to someone at the desk and said, uh, this person might be looking at something that's not really appropriate. And then you have to kind of walk by and side eye it. To see, you know, oh, oh yeah, gonna, okay. You're going to side-eye it? I would just be all blue. Like, <laughs> you would be I both eyes full front. That's the like. wrong website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the best The best one was when, was when we found two uh, probably early teenagers uh, in the bathroom. They didn't lock the door. Oh, oh, come on. Yeah. Have some common sense. I know, right? Rookie oh. mistakes. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you just got to lock the door, guys. Yeah. It's a family restroom. Nobody would come in. Whoa. In the family restroom? Um, I mean, you know, it's in, it's in the children's area and it's oh, that's got gross. the changing oh, table. That's and it's, gross. No. Right? No. It's just, gross. you never know what you're going to get. All right, folks, thanks for listening to this episode. We're going to have part two coming out next week of Bunny and the Librarian and Wing. And I really appreciate everyone for stepping up and doing this while I can take a little bit of time to deal with the stuff I got to deal with. Anyway, everyone out there, please join the Patreon. Keep listening. Help spread the word to other people. And of course, you know, um, go help and check out Ludlam Dramatics. All right, my friends, enjoy your time. Peace. Deep breaths, deep drinks. Cheers. Woo, yeah.